Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Hopefully everybody out there will indulge me. I need to tell a little story. Um, This story has to do with uh, Endeavor stuff. Not directly Endeavor stuff, but it is Endeavor related. And I, I want to just share it because I think it's important so you know and you hear same message everybody else hears. So there was a time, and I don't remember the exact month because it's kind of a blur, but there was a time when I was en route to signing my third endeavor. So I have two right now. Primary endeavor I've had since May. Second endeavor we signed in September. So that means the, the proposed third endeavor would have been roughly around the same, roughly around um, late August, September, sometime around there. Third Endeavor was going to be full-time, and they started playing games. They basically wanted to treat me like a slave, and I'm basically telling them, screw you. It's not going to work for me, brother. And so I told them to kick rocks. I literally told them to kick rocks, and they weren't getting it. Like, they, they, it was shocking to them that somebody wasn't going to just fall in line like a good little Boy Scout and do what they were saying when I'm like, no, that ain't going to work. I, there are certain things I'm okay with, some things I'm not okay with. One thing I'm not going to do is have somebody come at me like I'm a slave or I'm a robot I am an expert in my craft and you will treat me as such, which means I'm not going to show up when you tell me it's eight to five. I'll show up when I feel like it and get the work done. As long as the work gets done, it doesn't matter when I work under Fair Labor Standards Act. That's the, that's the law. A lot of companies violate it, right? So I had to kick them to the, to the road, side of the road. So I've been dealing with the two endeavors. And listen, I'm fine with the two endeavors. Just to put this in perspective, between the two endeavors, it's well over 300 grand. So I didn't need the third endeavor. It was just like, hey, I can balance three, like right now with the two I have. I'm underutilized, especially in December, because we have change freezes. So with basically in time off, change freezes, but I'm underutilized. So this is an opportunity to make more money just doing nothing, sitting around. I'm like, hey, I'm all with that, and I can just start dumping money into things to prepare for the bull run. I expect, and I'll be talking about that on today's episode, but turns out I get contacted uh, earlier today. And it's another, this was a contract, but it'd be a third endeavor that said, hey, are you interested in this? And I gave my terms, said, you need to accept it. They came back and said, when can we talk? I said, wait a minute, you need to accept my terms. Once we accept my terms, we can have all the conversation you want. 
I think there's a desperate need because it's, I believe what's happening is that the industry is having a hard time. Most of the people that do what I do are already gainfully employed. And there's not very many people who can balance multiple. Like it's, I'm not going to say it's easy work because it's not, it's just, if you're skilled in it, you can balance multiple clients. It just seems like others have a hard time with it. Right. So I'm game to help out where I can and make some more money. And I'd send him my rate, but I need them to accept my terms. If he comes back and he accepts my terms, we're going to talk about it. And listen, I'm cool with going forward and saying, all right, let's make a deal. Let's sign this up. I'm not going to do your drug screening crap. I'm not going to do that. I'm a 1099. I work for my own self. I'll send you my policies. I'll do that. That's cool. I'm not going to do dedicated schedules. I'm not going to do travel and I work from home. Let's sign a deal to make it happen. If you don't want to sign a deal, you can find somebody else, but that's my terms. So we'll see. I put it out there and I'm really hard foot. You know, I'm not flex on the rate because my second endeavor pays me the rate I want, but it's not 1099, which pisses me off. There's taxes taken out. My first endeavor is 1099, but the rate's not what it should be. There actually was a falling out with the my contact because he missed an invoice, which really pisses me off. So I actually took him to collections, little bastard. So now I have to negotiate with the client, the actual client I'm working with and say, listen, let's, let's make a new deal here and get to a new contact point. And if we get to a new contact point, I've already talked to that proposed new contact. Let's renegotiate the rate. Let's see if we can bump the rate up, get me more money for what I really want. And then we're good and everything's happy with the world. So I'm working that as well. So if it sounds like as I do updates that I'm shifting fast, it's because again, these companies, for whatever reason, man, they, they can't just keep business the way it needs to be. And they, they don't get it. The, the flip is I make a lot of money, right? So with all that, um, the move is still on deck for beginning of January, second week of January to do that. I'm actually in the process of packing all my stuff and I'm actually buying furniture that I'm going to get here and then I'll have it shipped up there. The reason I'm doing it that way is because I won't be able to get packages where I'm going very easily like I can here. Here I'm in a house so they can deliver it to the door. There it's a package room. Screw that. So I'm getting all the stuff. I'll have it delivered. I'll have fresh new furniture. The desk I'm talking to you on is going to be not replaced, but it's going to now be my primary. I bought all new monitor mounts. I bought a new mount for my camera because it broke, which pissed me off on my weekly. I'm fixing my software, all that. And then my lighting has changed. So now everything's going to be different. Slightly, you won't see much different, but I'm happy because I've been waiting to get to a new setup. So all that's happening here in the near future. And hopefully everybody, because we will have another recording here before Christmas. So hopefully for those that do celebrate the Christmas holiday, you are planning to take some time. Christmas, of course, is on the weekend, so that may make it easier for people to not have to worry about, you know, business type things. Hopefully you're spending time with loved ones, friends, and family uh, during the holiday season if you practice such a thing. Or maybe you practice different holidays and you do plan to spend time with friends and family. It's in, invaluable. So make sure you take that time. Don't think about cryptocurrency during this time. Although with the updates I got today, you may have no choice, but I don't want you to focus on it. I don't want you to let it fixate you. I want you to breathe, stretch, shake, let it go. Like May says, relax and enjoy this holiday season. I think it's a time for reflection, relaxation, realignment. 2021 was painful for everybody. We know that 2022 wasn't nearly as painful, but it was still painful for people. 2023, we don't know what it holds, but all we can say for right now today in December you know, spend time with your family, have, have Christmas dinner if you do practice Christmas or, you know, some sort of dinner just to get together, friends and family and tell people to turn off the digital devices, turn off all technology and just spend time together talking. It's underrated. Trust me.
Let's go ahead and get into our cryptocurrency today. I'm not going to spend a lot of time because I don't want you to focus on it. So right at the front, let's talk some price movement. Ethereum had a little bit of a jump. It's not a run, but a little bit of a jump. Jump back up to the 1200 mark. Its predictions look good though, ladies and gentlemen. Predictions look really good. Of course, things can change. Catalysts can happen. There were a couple of things that took place that I think are creating a little bit of a bullish sentiment. Overall, it's still bearish. It's still kind of sketchy out there. People are still tentative. They're not really buying. We're not seeing institutional money flowing into cryptocurrency. So just be aware, what we've got is a little bit of a run. And I no longer see dire straits in Q1 of 2023. Right now, this could change between now and whatever week. But for right now, it's, everything's looking good. We're starting to see a little bit of a run up and hopefully we can sustain it. 830 billion in market cap overall in the industry. So everything looks like it's poised to go good. Now, Ethereum looks even better than Bitcoin. Ethereum, because remember, as I said, Ethereum was built under the new proof of stake to be deflationary. When the volume dipped, it became inflationary for a moment. And then we started seeing people buying more. This caused more price movement. It now looks really good in Q1 as a result of these factors. So Ethereum is looking great. If you check charts, and I don't suggest you focus on them, but if you check charts ever briefly, you will see that Ethereum is looking good in the short term. I can't say necessarily the same for Bitcoin, although Bitcoin doesn't look as dire as it did. Bitcoin doesn't look like it's going to crap in Q1. looks like we're running up really good, but we are going to have some turmoil in Bitcoin, only Bitcoin, which is unique, interesting. And I think it's liquidations. I think liquidations are holding it back from where it should be. There's still a strong bearish sentiment. There's still a little bit of nervousness to buy into Bitcoin as of right now. Ethereum seems to have the lion's share of the attention for whatever reason that happens to be. So if you're going to invest in something, just be smart about it. Don't go off. It's up to you. It's your money. But don't go off of temptation to get into any garbage project that's brought to your attention on social media. Once again, if you're a gambler, I celebrate your right to be a gambler. I'm simply giving my advice to stay away from the garbage because I think the core coins still can never steer you wrong. Even through the turmoil we're having, that's where the money's going to come back through. Luna Classic looks terrible. And I don't know if you heard my update. I did an update on the weekly on our YouTube channel. Luna Classic's having major issues with Terror Rebels. When I first saw the Terror Rebels, I did a video and I did coverage and I told people, manage your hopium. Don't let it get out of control. Be aware that they're just saying they're going to try to work these proposals and they offer no guarantees about success. They just said they're going to try to work this. That's where we're at. And so I think people took it too far and they expected that this is going to guaranteed work and they, there's a misunderstanding about burn. And I, I blame a lot of the influencers out there that told people, you know, 10 cents, do, 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 one penny, do, 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 and all this crap instead of manage your hopium. Anybody that's listened to me knows I take a measured approach to these things. Things like the Trump NFT, we knew it was going to at least double. Well, it's already starting to crap a little bit. That was going to happen because we learn more and ultimately saturation hits. There's not a lot of people that bought them. The same group of people bought a bunch of them and then they're selling them on the free market for inflated prices. Well, as nobody's buying, that can't last very long. And when you list on OpenSea, you can't keep the price that inflated for very long. It has to take it off. So Trump NFTs are starting to deflate. This tells us that Yes, there was a demand, and there still is a demand, but it's nowhere near what it was at first launch. First in, pump and dump type situation. Same thing's happening across the board. Terra Luna Classic's no different. But Terra Luna Classic is being affected by the garbage that's happening with Terra Rebels. 
So if you are watching Terrell in the Classic, I'm just going to say, in my opinion, right now it's a challenging time to get into that ecosystem. I'm not even talking just the Lunk. I'm talking even USTC. It's a terrible time to get into both because it's having major issues. What started out as a good idea, what started out as an organic movement, derailed because they invited people from Telescam who brought their negative you know, impetus along with them. That's what we're seeing. That's what I think is happening. I don't think we're going to get back to a point of strength with Terra Luna Classic for some time. Do I think it eventually will get somewhere? Yes. I'm just saying I don't know exactly when that sometime is going to be from my angle, from my perspective. Dogecoin, meanwhile, had a little bit of a pump after it had crapped, and then it crapped again after it had a little bit of pump. And part of this is what happened with Elon. So if you didn't know what happened with Elon, Elon, of course, took over Twitter. He borrowed money to do this. He started implementing changes. People said, oh, nothing's changed. Deep, deep, everything, it's changed. It's changed a lot. In fact, they no longer block or ban you for talking about the COVID vaccines. It, you know, They put up fact checkers rightfully, equally across the board, even the White House. It is changed. It's a lot more peaceful. It's a lot quieter. Now, the bots are still in full force, regardless of what he says. And you still have a lot of garbage in the crypto side coming through. And unfortunately, this is true, but unfortunately, you have a lot of people who, who still have a voice that really shouldn't. There's nothing we can do about that. So he put up a poll, did Elon, talking about, should I step down? Now, this was basically to troll people because he had said back in November he was going to step down eventually once he found a successor. So the poll was just to fire people up. It didn't mean anything because he was going to step down anyway. He's trolling people. Well, when he puts the poll up, it tanked the price of Dogecoin. Rightfully so, because anytime there's anything about Elon, Dogecoin's price is affected, which is you know, obviously illegal outside of crypto, but you ain't hear that from me. Other news, let's get through this real quick. Scotty Pippen. And if you're young, you don't know who Scotty Pippen is, and shame on you. Scotty Pippen is one of the greatest basketball players ever to lace up the shoes. Scotty Pippen releases an NFT, set of NFTs, a thousand set of collection. NFT sells out in 77 seconds. He beats the record. He beat the record of Donald Trump. That's that's huge because it shows, number one, that everybody, like the right people doing NFTs are going to sell. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, they're going to experience a pump and dump situation. With these, we're talking shoes. It looks like the NFTs are around shoes, which they're not going to, the market's not going to last. Like if they're physical shoes, that's a different thing, but I don't think these are going to last very long. What it does say is these, when the right people release NFTs, they seem to sell out regardless. So even if they don't last, they're going to sell out at least initially, excuse me, initially regardless. And that's huge. If we know this in advance, that means we just have to watch for the right people to release NFTs. If you're a person that likes to invest in NFTs, that's going to be your opportunity to jump in and possibly make a little bit of money if that's of interest to you. It's not of interest to me. I call it out because I know there's people out there that do want to see that. FTX, you may not have heard, but turns out there was some digging done. FTX apparently, and I don't know if this was Poof Hair, a.k.a. Sam Bankman fried I don't know if it was Poof Hair directly or FTX the company, but I believe it was Poof Hair directly. It might have even been part both, like the company and poof. But what happened was money was put towards the, the PAC, so the basically the, the donation uh, receiver for the Democratic Party from Poof Hair and from FTX. And it's $2 million from FTX's ex-head of engineering, who's no longer there, and $1 million from Poof Hair 
in donations to the to the uh, Democratic Party. Now, this started to raise some eyes because it's like, well, wait a minute. You guys took that much money, This the Democrats, you took this much money in political donations from this. And remember, during the span of 2022 and a little bit of 2021, all we heard is nothing but criticism of cryptocurrency, especially coming from the current people in office. So now it's a bit of a contradiction because you're saying we're going to crap you in the public and kill the price of the thing. But secretly, we're going to take money from one of these organizations who's benefiting from those price dips. Because remember, he, as in poof hair, was basically shorting. He was shorting off inside of his own deal with his own hedge fund. So he would have benefited from any sort of this price influence on the sly. I find that sketchy. I think you should find it sketchy because this is really concerning. But that's that's huge news because now what's happening is they're trying to look and see what else did this dude violate? So the Texas State Securities Board is looking into it. A lot of people are looking into it in the in the financial aspects of a thing, not just him. I'm going to talk about him in a second. But in the financial aspects of a thing, they're now doing more digging, and they should do more digging to try to find out what the hell else is out there that's going on and why and what the heck is, is happening and how did it happen. Most importantly, how does this happen? <laughs> so speaking of poof now, he has signed the extradition papers. He's going to be extradited to the United States to face charges for all the people that he ripped off. And of course, the mainstream media is not really covering this adequately. But this is big news. If you know, very few people are, most people, they fight extradition. They don't want to be tried in the United States. Poof hair wanted to be tried in the United States simply further, in my mind, validates what I said. I think he's just an idiot. I don't think he's malicious. People who are true criminals, they're not going to just willingly give of themselves like this. Him giving of himself, he he feels he did something. He knows he did something wrong. And I think he just he just dropped the ball. And he's an idiot, most important. And he knows he's an idiot. And he knows he did wrong. Probably his parents likely also put him up to it. Now, there's a little bit of fake news floating around that said that Poof Hare was in, he was in the prison out of the Bahamian. And apparently he had had some sort of medical incident, was rushed to the ER. That was not true. So if you do see some news articles about that, that's not true. He was not, he was not in any sort of medical deal. He was perfectly fine. Um, what happened is that he was in, he was in, how do you explain this? <laughs> Cause if you've never been to prison, it's hard to understand. So sometimes the prisoners will take their food into the medical bay. I know it sounds strange, right? But that's what can happen. That's where he was. And so this spread as a, as a fake news rumor that he had been rushed to the ER. That's literally what happened. So, no, he was just eating lunch in the medical bay. That's all he was doing. He was not, there was nothing wrong with him. So if you see that headline, it's fake news, just FYI. Shib, Shiba Inu, which I really hate talking about because they're just incompetent as all get out. So they've been giving release and announcements and all this stuff. And one of the things they released and announced and they did a countdown and they did all this crap. And it turned out to be a website. That website doesn't work. And it, it caused a bunch of dumps. People are really pissed off because SHIB has not performed. SHIB has not performed hardly at all. They've not really done much of anything. Well, fast forward. They're doing another announcement. And apparently the Shibarium, which is their, uh, I believe it's, I don't know if it's their metaverse or their blockchain or probably both, is Apparently a beta is coming here soon. This was supposed to be sometime in 2020. I think early 2022 was the initial announcement. So this would be a layer two blockchain. But I know that the 
quote, Metaverse is supposed to be part of this as well. So I, I think it's just the blockchain piece, the layer two blockchain. And so now you're talking two years after the initial deal. Here's the problem. It's a buy the rumor, sell the news situation. You're going to see situations where people pump this dude. And then if and when they fail, it's going to crap out. That's unfortunate, but that's what I suspect will likely happen. Who knows? Speaking of Shim, tens of millions of dollars were found in wallets found, owned by Voyager. And of course, Voyager was recently purchased by Binance.us. If you didn't know that part, Voyager basically agreed to sell its assets to Binance.us. Binance.us will then take over and they're going to work to try to make everybody whole. Of course, they're not going to be able to guarantee it. That's the plan anyway. And as part of the analysis, they found that tens of millions of dollars worth of SHIB were stuck in wallets in Voyager's accounts. Now, think about this for a second. They were sitting on tens of millions of dollars worth of SHIB just sitting on it, right? They knew something. They knew something was likely up. And if it turns out that Binance.us chooses to sell that SHIB in order to make people whole, you're going to see some red on SHIB. I'm not saying that they are going to sell. I'm saying that if they choose to sell, you're going to see some red on ship. So time will have to tell about what's going to happen with that business because with the acquisition, they want to try to make everything right. They want to try to make everybody whole. They got to find that money from somewhere. I don't know where, but they got to try to find that money from somewhere. The United States Senate, and I'm almost on the verge of wrapping up here, but real quick, the United States Senate, they've been, as I've said, talking about trying to ban cryptocurrencies and cut the thing down, especially with FTX. They tried to do some things. Well, the Senate's been chatting. They've been talking to the news, and they said basically banning cryptocurrencies is difficult. And this is after talking about what happened to FTX. And they said, quote, banning it is very difficult because it'll go offshore. Who knows what that'll work? Now, this is actually smart talk. It's very smart talk. Quote, I spent much of the last eight years and a half in this job as chair of the Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee, educating my colleagues and trying to educate the public about crypto the dangers that it presents to our security as a nation and the consumers, they get hoodwinked by them. That is a false statement designed to instill fear in people. The first statement was actually very brilliant. You can't ban cryptocurrency because it'll go offshore. You can't stop offshore transactions because ultimately VPN is a thing. All they, and that's why I said that they'll just go after all of the different you know, port of entry, right? The fiat on and off ramps. If you can't get access to fiat, the crypto becomes worthless. So, the way that to do fiat is to centralize exchanges. If the centralized exchanges refuse to do business in the United States, you are no longer going to be able to do anything with your cryptocurrency, which is the attacks they've been doing. They've been going after all these different exchanges. Coinbase very recently had 12,000 requests from law enforcement, just to put in perspective. They're constantly getting attacked because, again, they don't want crypto to succeed. So they're attacking the perimeter best they can. And the unfortunate truth is, as long as you got the current people in office, they're going to work towards it. That's why Elizabeth Warren came out with her bill trying to rush that thing in there because they don't want cryptocurrency to succeed. My last update here today, Uniswap recently announced that they're working on debit cards, credit cards, and bank accounts. This is in a partnership with MoonPay. If you don't know who MoonPay is, MoonPay is a payment processing service. So if you wanted to buy cryptocurrency, you can actually buy it through MoonPay. Now, I, I'm kind of mixed feelings about this whole bank when I hear bank accounts. I'm kind of really mixed feelings about this. Debit cards, that's whatever. Credit cards, yeah, I'm kind of skeptical. My guess is they're probably going to not allow the United States to partake because 
It doing this basically makes you a bank. If you're going to be a bank, at that point, you are regulated very heavily, and you have to have United States currency on hand at all times to do the transactions. Now, that said, there are credit cards as well as bank accounts that only exist online, and it's all numbers. I, I actually use two or three of them. So there is that, but they are still regulated. They still have to be regulated underneath the auspices of the United States. So if they do this, my chances are they're not going to allow the United States to partake. If you're in the United States, keep an eye on it, maybe, but I doubt that they're going to become a thing. As well, many of these other banks, especially like Fidelity and uh, Schwab, most recently, are starting to adopt cryptocurrency, at least for the purposes of investment portfolios. Later, we may see that there's some integration on the banking side. I know that Visa has been talking about trying to get Ethereum at least somehow integrated in its payment network. We have to see what that looks like. I personally would be skeptical of any of these decentralized exchanges trying to get into banking because that contradicts the whole term decentralized, just FYI. That's just my opinion on that matter. Big picture, everybody. 2022, for me at least, was a much better year than 2021. But for everybody in cryptocurrency, 2022 was a very painful year. Crypto did not succeed like we expected. We had a little bit of recovery. We lost it because unfortunately the wrong people are in office and a lot of bad things happen. And all I can say is 2023, at least right now, is looking much better. We have to let time pass still. If you are feeling, and I'm serious when I say this, if you're feeling at any point like you're emotionally getting set off by the cryptocurrency, in my opinion, it's time to step away. It's time to get rid of the technology, not, not trash it, but, you know, stop touching the technology, go do something that doesn't involve technology, throw a ball with your kid, go run your dog, go do something else that does not involve technology, go out to the woods or something that does not involve any type of technology. Get away from it for a couple of days because it can be a sickness and it can be emotionally draining to stare and watch as garbage happens, frankly. And I wouldn't want anybody listening to me to be negatively affected by what's going on. I do think we'll recover, but it's going to be a long shot patience game. It's not for the weary of heart. You've got to have a strong will. You've got to have a strong constitution to be able to just tolerate the garbage as well as to ignore some other garbage. Ignore the shillers, ignore the hypesters. You're noticing that a lot of them are getting enforced on finally. A lot of them getting cracked down on. The SEC is going after people. We are seeing that a lot of these so-called exchanges and banking-type entities and all this are getting shut down. Everything is shifting. But what's really happening is that the, the business is trying to right-size itself. The business is trying to contract and get back to a level of common sense. That can only be good for everybody else, but it's going to take some time and patience. And most importantly, don't keep take care of your people. Don't leave your people behind. Don't YOLO into projects. Don't throw everything you got at anything. Take care of your people. Make sure they're taken care of. Anything you do invest should be throwaway money at best. And even then, I would be careful about what you invest in to things that look like they're going to have long-term potential and not just short-term pump is my opinion, and I stick to it. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices. Whether you're a new listener or a subscriber, we appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people 
help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Kek. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.